0: Last Watchers, thanks for tuning in. Got a little bit different show today than I initially um, planned on. I was initially going to do today's show on a remote property I'd visit, visited uh, recently. I'd been invited out by uh, a property owner to take a look at uh, an area that had been uh, experiencing a lot of activity and went out there, spent a few days and uh, got to meet some cool people and hear some cool stories and uh, check out a really cool area and explore around and I find myself today with a different agenda uh something else has came up and i feel like i need to address it and uh that would be uh recently but before i left to to go investigate that property i had a, a gentleman reach out to me and ask if i would talk to him uh about an article he was writing for the a, a newspaper or a news outlet and uh, i said yeah sure and i i thought that it was probably uh, about uh, my recent book that had come out uh uh, abandoned and the uh, history and horror of Port Chatham. <clears throat> and it's doing pretty well, and I thought probably he wanted to talk about that. So I talked to this gentleman on the phone uh, for a little while. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to mention any names here. I'm not even going to mention the name of the article. Uh, but it's it's making the rounds. Uh, it's, it's being posted in places. So I thought that uh, I, I would just uh, get out in front of things here. So I'm talking to this guy. And uh, we're talking about Port Chatham and the hairy man and all that. And I'm telling him about how I had went there twice. Once uh, with Stephen for the In Search of the Port Chatham, hairy man documentary. And again, uh, for the Travel Channel show, the Alaska Triangle. And we talked about that for a little bit. And I, like, I mentioned, I said, you know, we were the first ones in Port Chatham to do Bigfoot research. Uh, you know other other people had said they had done it but we were the first and we actually you know took the time to go there Uh, you know Stephen spent the money to get us there and we really you know we I felt like we really accomplished something because we were the first ones on the ground and I had mentioned how another show had claimed to have gone to Port Chatham, but they did not and that was pretty much you know the gist of the conversation I mentioned my book a little bit and some of the information I'd found and he was telling me about some of the information he had discovered and uh, that was it you know the we parted ways and I felt good about it well a couple of days uh, later I'm coming back from the the abandoned property or not the abandoned property but the uh, remote property where I was investigating and obviously we were out far enough to where we didn't have any type of uh, cell reception or uh, internet connection and on the way back I I I got a bunch of texts and emails and messages and that article was among, among the messages I received. So I started reading through it and, uh, I, I didn't get a chance to really uh, digest it, but I, I just kind of skimmed through it and I really, didn't, I didn't see my name mentioned or the name of the book or anything like that mentioned. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll check it out later. So, <clears throat> you know, I get home, I, I'm, uh, Cleaning my gear and unpacking and moving stuff around. And I had to get up early the next day because I had uh, an appointment I had to get to. And I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't sleep. And I was like, well, you know, I'm going to read that article. I'm going to read it all the way through. So I start reading it and I I read this line. And it says, This reminded me of one of the many ridiculous reality shows on the subject. This one in particular aired on the Travel Channel about the hairy man of Port Chatham. In reality... One of the stars of the show informed me they had never actually visited the area, opting for a shoot just off the road system, staging wood knocks and tree breaks for dramatic effect. Sorry to say the show never made it to season two. So I read that and obviously I was a little I was a little concerned because I thought, well, that that I mean, that's obviously not the conversation we had. But who else is he talking about? Maybe he talked to one of the people that was on that other show. So I continued reading through the article, and I saw no other mentions of, of me or my book or anything like that. And I, I thought, He's, he has to be talking about me. He has to be. So I'm laying there in the middle of the night at like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm just fuming. Because that is not at all what our conversation entailed. So I text this guy at 2 o'clock in the fucking morning. I text him. And I said, look, that's that's not right, okay? I was talking about another show that is pretending to go to Port Chatham. We actually went to Port Chatham. I said, the other show was on another network, and our show was on the Travel Channel. And he replies, yeah, it was called the Alaska Triangle, and I I, I can get that edited. So this guy, okay, this he's still not getting it. So finally, I literally broke it down to him like I would a child. I broke it down Barney style. And I'm like, that's literally the opposite of what I'm telling you. I said, the Alaska Triangle equals good and on the Travel Channel. And the other show equals lying and on the other network. So he texts me back and he's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. You know, it was two o'clock in the morning. I've, I've sent a message to my editor. He's, he's changed it, you know, to the other network. And I went back and looked at my notes, and you're right, blah blah blah. So okay, you know, no harm, no foul, whatever. You know that I, I can't believe I had to tell him three freaking times before he got it. So I'm sitting here today, minding my own business, and I get a text from um, one of the co-stars of the Alaska Triangle that I was on with, and he sends me a link to the article, and he says, "Have you seen this crap?" And I'm like, well, yeah, so I, I click on it, the link he sends me. Sure enough, no change. Still says Travel Channel, still says Ridiculous Reality Show, all that. So I feel I have to get on here and clear the air about this. So I, I don't know how this... I, I don't know how this mistake slipped through. I, 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 Obviously, I've tried to correct the man twice, and told him the correct information initially so this makes three times i've tried to tell this dude you know what's really going on and it's not happening it's not being corrected so uh i mean i guess all i can do is say you know i I don't know what's up with that but we really went to port chatham we didn't park on the side of the road and fucking film um obviously you can tell i'm angry because i'm swearing more than usual (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I, I just don't understand. And I, I sent I sent him a follow-up text. I just sent him a text earlier, uh, basically saying like, look, I, I don't know what's going on, but you know, you, you need, this still isn't corrected. And I realized to him, this is just a stupid article that he's trying, he's trying to cash in on the popularity of that Sasquatch show that's on Hulu. You know, I get it. It's, it's not a big deal to him, but it's a big deal to us and the people associated with that show. Cause we put in a lot of work and a lot of effort, and we're really proud of it. And I don't like being uh, accused of, you know, doing something dishonestly. And I've always said, you know, I if I say I'm going to do something or I do something, I'm going to do it. And if I can I'm going to be honest about it. Or if I don't do it, I'm going to be honest about it. I, I don't. I think there's too much dishonesty honesty in the Bigfoot community. So I've always, you know, said I want to be honest about it. That's one of the reasons why I haven't tried to monetize the the show yet, the podcast here, because I haven't really figured out a way where I can do it and feel like I can keep the show honest because I don't want to be pressured to make content and put out stuff that I don't think is true. So anyway, I mean, I wanted to get ahead of that. I wanted to to put that out there. Uh, The guy's going around and he's posting it to basically every Bigfoot Facebook group he can find and every Bigfoot forum he can find. So, I mean, it's getting out there, and I'm sure people are going to think that it infers the Alaska Triangle, because apparently he obviously did, even though I frickin' told him like three times it wasn't. But anyway, I wanted to put it out there and let you guys know that that's not the show he's referring to. We went to Port Chatham twice. (laughs) Stephen's been three times. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there and let you guys know. Because I know in the Bigfoot community, once you get accused of hoaxing or being dishonest, it's really, really hard to get that trust back. And uh, I don't want that to happen. I've, I've actually worked really hard to uh, to get where I am in the Bigfoot community. Uh, you guys know I'm, I'm making a lot of rounds. I'm doing like a virtual press tour for my book. And uh, <clears throat> I'm feeling pretty good about the book. People are uh, really enjoying it. It's, it's doing well. And that being said, uh, you know, the article the guy wrote, <clears throat> there's a lot of information in there on Port Chatham and a lot of stuff that I didn't even know and I didn't come across in my research. But at the same time, after me having to tell this dude three freaking times the same information, it makes me question the veracity of the entire article. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I can believe and what I can't. So I'm not, I'm not posting it. I'm not promoting it. I'm just ignoring it. And I think it should probably just go away because I, I question the dude's. Uh, journalism skills. And you'd think after 15 years of being uh, in law enforcement I would know not to talk to the media, but I did anyway and sure enough it come back to bite me. I remember after I'd been on the job for about three months, uh, initially we had a homicide and we had done a press release through the Alaska State Troopers uh, press uh, officer. And I remember it was a day or two after the homicide, we got a phone call from a reporter from a largest newspaper in Alaska that she was giving the dispatcher a hard time trying to get information. And the dispatcher, you know, was flustered and they handed the phone to me and they're like, will you please talk to this lady? And I took the phone and she, she was very nice, but you know, she was pressing for information and. I said, you know, I told her, all All I said was, you know, you've got to talk to the troopers. They're handling the press release on this. They're, you know, the liaison for us with the press. And she said, well, you know, I did talk to the press officer. And, you know, I feel like he just didn't want to step on your guys' toes. And I was just wondering if there's some more information you could tell me or give me some more information. Because he didn't really give me much. And it just kind of hit me while I was talking to her. I'm like, this is just like in the movies. You know, this is just like the movies you see where the reporters like trying really hard to get a scoop and you know i realize realized as i'm talking to that lady i'm like she doesn't care about me or my job one bit like i could like, sit here and spill my guts to her and i'll probably get in trouble if not fired and she's gonna write her article she's gonna get her scoop and it doesn't matter how that affects me or my life and my family what whatsoever so that was my first introduction to the press as a police officer and uh I, I guess I should just uh, hold on to that because it sounds like a lot. not a lot has changed since then. Uh, not even in, in my new career, I guess. So anyway, guys, all I'm telling you is, is just be careful, okay? They're not looking out for you like they used to. All right. So whenever you read something in the mainstream media or see something in the mainstream news, just uh, just be careful, all right? And actually, I'm not even done. I've got another story in the same vein. That's one of the saving graces about this is I realized that it's not just me. It happens to everybody else, too. Uh, I mentioned that Sasquatch show that's on Hulu. And when I saw the, the when I heard about it, I was pretty excited about it. And I watched the trailer, and it just really, I, I kind of thought, man, I said, this is going to have about 10 to 15 minutes of legit Bigfoot stuff in it. And the rest of it's going to be, true crime stuff it's it, it's gonna have nothing to do with bigfoot and <clears throat> i didn't watch it it premiered actually while we were out of town and i get back in town and i start reading the reviews of it and i called it pretty much 100 um, that's basically what everybody's saying about it but i did not realize there were so many uh, bigfoot people in it And one of the first posts I saw about it was from uh, Bobo, James Bobo Faye from Finding Bigfoot. I'm going to read his post here in its entirety. And it kind of made me smile because obviously I'm kind of going through the same thing right now. So I guess I can take heart that it happens to uh, people much more famous than I. So here's uh, Bobo's tweet, or I'm sorry, his post on Facebook about the Sasquatch show on Hulu. Well, that was a bunch of grade A bullshit. Watched the Hulu documentary Sasquatch, and I can't believe, actually it's easy to believe, they butchered my interview to suit their storyline. I was given examples of stories and rumors that I heard but debunked. They edited it, edited it as if it was what I believed. The body in Wechpeck being pulled apart. I told them I heard that story for years, but it turned out to be BS. When I said... Bigfoots just see a slab of meat walking in the woods was another thing I was telling them that my first Bigfoot mentor told me but which I found out through personal experiences to not be true. When I said that Bigfoots are definitely responsible for dozens of of missing people I clarified that was over decades and that it was the smallest percentage of Bigfoots that did that sort of thing. One prominent theme through the movie was that it's hard to keep all the different murders straight. The story of the grower killing the three Mexes, I think he means Mexicans, for taking advantage of his daughter happened, but that was a different incident altogether. Most murders out there are never reported. The bodies get buried out there and no authorities are notified. But just like Murder Mountain, Netflix, a couple of years ago, it's really a story about meth and alcohol more than it is about marijuana. So that was from Bobo. Apparently they butchered his interview and edited it to make it suit their needs. And uh, I guess all I can do is just say, yeah, uh, I feel you, Bobo. I guess it happens to the best of us. And I don't know what to do, man. Um, I've reached out and uh, contacted the guy again, told him the article's not uh, not corrected, and I'm getting starting to get complaints. Uh, but I haven't heard anything yet, and I, I don't really care to. I just, I'm done with it. Uh, I'm not going to talk to the press anymore, um, at least not newspaper press. And It seems like that, it just gets things get twisted too, way too much. Um, anyway, guys, that's a kind of a bummer of an episode. I wish I had something uh, a little happier to uh, to end it on. Um, I did watch the finale of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier today, and thought it was excellent. Really enjoyed it. And um, and be looking for me on Nightcallers Bigfoot Radio uh, this Sunday, November twenty fifth. I'm sorry, November. Geez, April twenty fifth. And uh, I'm going to be on there talking to uh, Lauren about uh, Port Chatham and Bigfoot in Alaska. And uh, yeah, check out the, my book, Abandoned, The History and Horror of Port Chatham. Um, I can't guarantee that uh, there's uh, no mistakes in the book, but uh, I can promise you that everything that I wrote in there is what was told to me. <laughs> I can't speak to its veracity, but that's what I was told, so... I guess I got that going for me. Jesus. What else? I was going to say something else. Oh, yeah. Our uh, documentary, Bigfoot Encounters in the Pacific Northwest, finally made it over to Amazon. Uh, Somehow or another, they were able to uh, finagle things to where it was uh, accepted, and it's on there. I believe it's uh, available for rent or purchase. And uh, you can go over there and uh, take a look at it. It's actually uh, pretty good, and uh, I've heard some good things about it. Uh, I had a great time filming it, even though I got a little creeped out. Uh, if you want to know what I'm talking about, you got to watch it. So anyway, guys, uh, be good out there, and remember, you know, take care, and uh, don't believe everything you read.